as patches O'Houlihan said in dodgeball to Gordon, you got to get angry. You got to get mean. Where's your killer instinct, son? Where's the Wilds killer instinct? We'll recap the Sweden games. What is coming up this week for the Wilds, as well as Bill Guerin taking the team to task before they flew out to Sweden. All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new content throughout the week. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us to recap the Sweden games. We'll talk about both losses and why, while there was improvements, still a lot of the same issues exist. We'll talk about Bill Guerin taking the team to task before they flew out to Sweden. And just a general lack of killer instinct by the Wild so far this season. Oh, and Freddie Goudreau getting in in overtime it, over Marco Rossi. And uh, being on the ice for the uh, game-winning goal, uh, Alex, a lot, um, a lot to get to here today. Uh, we're we're sitting here after uh, the Minnesota Vikings found a way <laughs> to uh, snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory, uh, and so just kind of another frustrating weekend for uh, the Minnesota sports scene in the Wild. Certainly, part of that with two overtime losses. A shootout loss and an overtime loss. And so I guess, matter of factly, they did get two out of the four points, which is, I think, what we expected. And the play was better in areas that have been struggling. But again, it's two losses and you you kind of find different ways to lose both games. Not being able to crack Forsberg in game one and uh, just kind of turtling in game two after getting a one nothing lead and so yes there were some areas that were improved but still a lot of problems that this team is trying to figure out i mean it, it boils down to the top players not producing at all oh uh, where's kirill kaprizov where's matt boldy i know kirill is getting a ton of heat and it should be the same for Matt Boldy too. Where, where has he been? I mean, <laughs> ever since he signed the contract, it hasn't been Matt Boldy. So I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, just that, that is the most shocking thing right now because they need those two to produce. And if they don't produce, I mean, good luck. That's why they're losing, you know? So you're seeing every other um, team with their elite players stepping up the wild are nowhere to be found. And that's, that's frightening. Yeah. And somebody made a really good point on Twitter. I, I was trying to, uh, to save the, the tweet. And I think it was in the YouTube comments as well in that 
if you're not getting like adequate play from Kaprizov and Boldy, that's $16 million that is not helping you out at this point. And you add that in with the other 14 that you, uh, that you are just waiting for it to be available. And you got $30 million that is, is just kind of non-existent. Yeah. That, that gets to be a tricky thing for a team to uh, a, a team to overcome. And it's funny because I thought uh, I thought Boldy was better over these two games was more aggressive at least, but we had four, I think four total shots from Kirill Kaprizov over the two games. And it's very clear that he is either hurt or there is something that is so embedded into his head that is just completely throwing him off his game that at this point, I think, honestly, I think you have to look at giving him an opportunity to just figure himself out because he's he's not making near the, the type of impact that you need. And like... Playing him on the ice at this point, I don't know how much longer you can afford to just have him try to play out of it. You hey, look, you look what happened last night. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets healthy scratched uh, uh, Patrick Line, and he's what making almost nine million dollars a year. So they're not they're not afraid to do it. Uh, but you know, if if Kirill is is if he is truly hurt, he's hurting the game. He's hurting the team more by playing, mm-hmm. uh, and so. He needs to, you know, if he does need, if if he is hurt, he needs to sit out. It's it's clearly what needs to happen. And, um, you know, if he was more hurt than than what he let on coming into the year too, that's a bad sign too that he tried to play through something without saying anything to anybody. That that's not a good look. Yeah, and it's it's weird optics right now. Um, because you have all this kind of uncertainty and secrecy around what happens to start the week where there was the report that Kirill went to get an MRI. MRI came up clean, but Dean um, alluding to the fact that he has he had a bump on his body was, uh, I think, the exact phrasing by by Dean. But again, it's nothing that popped up on the MRI. And so, like, what, I guess, what extent can something be bothering somebody that much if you're classifying it as as a bump? Like, it feels like it's got to be something a little more substantial than that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you, uh, I mean, we talked about it on the live streams. He's not skating on his edges at all. It just doesn't, it does not look like the Cabral Kaprizov pre-Logan Stanley wwe tackle uh he did the splits and uh, i don't know it, it's like uh it's like logan stanley took the hey, you know, uh he was like a monster from space jam and he took took all the powers out of uh krill kaprizov boy we uh we are hitting all of the uh, elite <laughs> movie references here yes. so far today um there was another comment in the stream as well which uh, thank you to everybody that joined for those mm-hmm. again by the so way those fun. are both both amazing um somebody mentioned in the comments i hope we're not dealing with another matt dumba situation where you see an injury just completely derail a player um but honestly like 
it's I think it's moved past a slow start. I think we can move it out of the slow start realm to, okay, there is something definitely going on here that is more than just somebody taking a little bit a little bit longer to uh, to get up to speed um, on the NHL season. I think it's definitely past that now. Yeah, it's not five, 10 games. I mean, you're getting close to 20 games. So, I mean, that's that's a significant chunk of the season. You, there's there's no more excuses for for a slow start, uh, especially no. especially for a team that, you know, doesn't want to bottom out, it looks like, and but still thinks that they can make the playoffs. You can't just, you know, can continue to, uh, you know, just, you know, get by with this effort of your superstars. No way. Yeah. And the old adage that teams that are in a postseason spot at Thanksgiving uh, usually find their way to the playoffs at the end of the season. Well, guess what? The Minnesota Wild do not have any games remaining before Thanksgiving. Uh, they play the day after. But if you look at the uh, the standings right now in the Western Conference, uh, the Minnesota Wilds not only are not in the playoff picture, they have to vault three teams. They have to vault four teams to uh, get into a uh, wild card spot even as it's Dallas, Colorado, and Winnipeg in the division. And St. Louis and Arizona are your wild card teams. You got to... You're eight points back right now of uh, of a divisional spot. You're four points back of a wild card, but like it's uh, I, I don't know it, it. It just a lot of the same issues as last year, but you haven't really gotten the signs that the goaltending is going to turn around. And so at this the point, defense too. the defense doesn't look like it's improved at all either that I mean even with everybody back it the, the same mistakes are continuing to happen and especially yeah. in, in in overtime oh boy and and we'll talk about um we'll kind of loop the the turtling of play because i think that was a huge problem against toronto is there was a good push for like the first five minutes of the game and then all of a sudden after the wild went up one nothing it seemed like they just started to tense up. They started to tighten up and then Toronto scores three straight and you have large stretches of play where you're just basically hoping that you are able to hang on for like two periods, hang on to a one, nothing lead. And the Maple Leafs are able to, uh, to take the lead and to, uh, and to eventually win. And so we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about Bill Guerin taking his roster to task huh. before they left for Sweden, which um, that was actually just released this weekend that that happened. Um, and we'll talk about um, it, just an interesting observation that we've seen so far from this team uh, as well as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. 
And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, you may have noticed that we have uh, switched back to the live premieres for uh, our episodes, and there is a uh, reason for that because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts from Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to the Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Minnesota sports fans, Locked On Sports Minnesota has one for you as well. So uh, just follow the redirect after this episode is finished and uh, you can view sports, sports, sports 24-7. Uh, honestly, it's one of the coolest things of all time. Like just it's it's like I've got the TV on in the background, just going through episodes, scrolling through teams, scrolling through different huge topics. It's it's honestly one of a kind. And um, again, it's uh, it's, in my opinion, humble brag locked on just continuing to uh, push the envelope for uh, sports content. So happy to be a part of that, uh, to say the least. But not happy to uh, continue to be talking about what is uh, going on with this Minnesota Wild team. And Alex, we found out, courtesy of uh, Michael Russo and Joe Smith, um, after the trip was essentially finished, that uh, Bill Guerin took his team to task before the road trip started. And um, from the sounds of it, there was some yelling. There was uh, a lot of pointing out that uh, the team is not playing well right now. And a lot of good it did you. I mean, you lose both uh, you lose both games in OT. And it just led me to make, I think, an interesting observation about this team. And the question came from the Soda Pod. So shout out to, uh, to, to Hoppy and Isha. They were talking about this in their live stream. Who is like the, the gamer? on this team that is going to when the team is in a skid is going to be the one that just decides that enough is enough and ends up ending a losing streak by themselves. I mean, beyond maybe jewel Erickson Eck in terms of just like fierce competitiveness. I don't think the wild have anybody that falls under that category. No, no, that's, that's what's uh, very scary. Every, Every other team has that. Um, you know, uh, you look at Colorado. Um, there's plenty of guys on there. When Nathan McKinnon gets in the, one of those modes, uh, I mean, obviously he's one of the best players in the NHL, but he also has that instinct where it, when he has to, you know, get the team motivated and has that killer instinct, he gets going. I mean, it, you look at Jason Robertson in Dallas. I mean, all the all the competitors within the division. Heck, even Arizona, Clayton Keller, 
who's emerging as uh, you know as a stone cold little uh, assassin out there. Uh, you know, there's Philip Forsberg with Nashville. I mean, these guys when they need to take over, they do it for their team, and they you know they Kirby Puckett. They say, "Hop on my back, I'm going to lead you guys to uh, to a victory." And for whatever reason, the Wild just don't have that, um, and uh, the guys that they're paying, uh, you know, to be that aren't aren't showing up. Even if they, even no. if they did have that, they still aren't showing up, which is very very scary. Yeah, and it's like it's it's players that just step up when the moment is the brightest. Like obviously, one of the more recent examples we think of is Matthew Kachuk for Florida last year, just stepping up and just refusing to take no for an answer throughout the entirety of the postseason. Mark Stone for Vegas, another great example. Jack Eichel for Vegas, another good example. All these guys that just when the moment is the brightest or when the team absolutely has to have a goal, absolutely has to have a win, those guys just say, all right, boys, I got it. And it strikes me as odd, and I know we, I think, going into this season would have assumed that Kirill Kaprizov was that guy, but you can't put him in that category right now. Right now. Um, it just strikes me as weird, considering the type of player that Bill Guerin was, that this team doesn't have that. Like, it, you look at what Bill Guerin was throughout the course of his his playing career, He's a lunatic. Yeah. He's a lunatic out Coming on the ice. Teammates in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. That you don't have that. And honestly, that's why I made the dodgeball reference to start the show is because a lot of times out there on the ice, this team looks like Gordon in dodgeball <laughs> before he gets mad. And you you get Patch Zohulahan having to uh to to jolt some anger into him. Um to try to get him going, like I, I don't know. You just, I, I feel like you should just be able to kind of get yourself going without having to get the talks, without having to get the like coaches ripping you a new one. Like you should be able to just kind of know. Okay, we have to, we have to just start taking games over, but we don't see it. We don't see it 17 games into the season. There hasn't been an instance other than maybe the Rangers game in which they were down 3-0. There hasn't been an instance in which this team has just said, we're tired of losing, enough is enough. And that's a problem. Yeah, the inconsistencies, it, especially in the how tight this division is now, you can't just keep having that. And then it's, uh, with this team too, um, it just seems like it... Like it is right now, the lunches come in, bu- in bunches, and they just don't know how to handle adversity very well. I don't know what what the deal is, but they just, uh, you know, they're letting the refs get in their heads again, and that that's that's no bueno. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. There just seems to be uh, another huge disconnect between the coaching staff and the players right now. Yeah, it's it's a mess, and you know, I know there's kind of a push against the in some circles against the like Dean has lost the room and it may be, it may be that he hasn't, but you, you can't tell me what you see on the ice in just the amount of just attention to detail mistakes 
that this team makes the turnovers in the defensive zone, the inability to hit from right in front of the net, and you know, just just so many little mistakes. You can't tell me that somebody else could come in here as head coach and just drill that into this team so that those weren't issues. You can't tell me that that's not a coaching thing. Right. Yeah. No, it's you, you look at, uh, at special teams, it's just been a complete mess all, all season. It it looked a little bit better in Sweden, but is that going to continue? You know, uh, is that going to continue in, in, uh, North America, you know, not, uh, in this in this weird you know foreign you know <laughs> country setup uh, where 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 you and I during the stream we saw that the clock was running uh, just at times when it shouldn't have been I it's just yeah things weren't uh, how they normally are for an NHL game of course yeah. just considering uh, where they were where they were at couple of a uh, couple of tires with some low air pressure uh, throughout <laughs> the course of the weekend yes. having to having to tell the uh, the Zamboni crew when to go out and resurface or when to just you know clean the ice off um I, I did hear on fan line with uh, your dad and Kevin Falness to uh, certified a plusers um somebody Falness asked somebody what their sense of kind of where this wild team is at right now. Um, and they put it in a, I think a really good way before we move on to talk about another coaching <laughs> gripe that I had from this weekend. Uh, they said that the uh, low fuel light just popped on uh, for this wild team. And you're out in the middle of the country. You, uh, you don't know how far you have to go. You don't know how much gas you have in the tank. I was like, that's that's pretty accurate, I think. That's a good analogy for sure of what we've seen. But yeah, we're we're Gordon, we're non-angry Gordon from Dodgeball at this point, and the fact that it takes getting um, getting a punch to the the lower the the nether regions <laughs> that it takes getting a punch there to get you angry that's a problem. So I. Uh, I don't know what they do about that, but I know another thing that uh, I kind of was uh, was griping about is the uh, the prodigal son returned to the lineup, <laughs> and uh, he was welcomed by his uh, his surrogate father with <laughs> every responsibility that you could possibly expect. And so we'll talk about uh, getting Freddie Goudreau back, but also pushing Marco Rossi out of overtime. I don't like that. We'll talk about that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of responsibilities, whether it be Marco Rossi scoring a goal, Brandon Duhame scoring a goal, or the Minnesota Wild in some alternate universe hoisting the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests. All you have to do is pick whether stud players like Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, or Nathan McKinnon will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. 
Lineups are so easy to fill out. You can do so in under 60 seconds. And you can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, once again, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today 24-7 YouTube channel, as well as uh, Locked on Sports Minnesota, keeping you up to date 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with a full rotation of the latest episodes and the biggest news your favorite Locked On experts. Uh, So make sure to check that out on the Locked On Podcast Network YouTube channel as well as Locked On Sports Minnesota. Available now and running as we speak. Uh, So finishing up a few things from the weekend and we'll take a look at what is coming up here uh, this week as well. Joined by Alex Micheletti and Alex, we got Freddie Goudreau back in the lineup and (laughs) I just... I had to laugh because you just thrust him immediately in to the uh, second line. He two C, Freddie two C. Um, you've you've taken Ryan Hartman out of a center spot and now have made him back into a wing, and Goudreau comes in and actually I'm surprised now in looking at the minute total just 15 minutes which uh, is sizably less than than several of the uh, the top players on this team but then in overtime Goudreau goes in as one of the uh, the first players out there and Freddie was on the ice for three of the four goals that Toronto scored and so this is another thing that I think is um, is frustrating is that we continue to get kind of this lip service in that. Yeah. Marco Rossi's playing great. He's one of the best players that we have on the team. Oh, but the security blanket is back. So we better make sure that we uh, give him those requisite opportunities uh, as we uh, hop out there on the ice for OT. And then we end up losing the game. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it is so frustrating. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't look ready to come back. Uh, Well, I don't, I don't know why you pick the Toronto game for for him to to be in the lineup. It just uh, you know it looked like he was skating and in quick scan uh, sand. Uh, what he was on the ice for every goal, um, so that uh, that's a problem. Yeah, it just it, it it's so frustrating. And Vinny Letary was playing fine, right? He's playing fine. Hey, Vinny was team. in the Vizzy, Vinny was out there on in overtime for the Ottawa game. So, I mean, they clearly like him. <laughs> I don't and know. So you throw Freddie in ice cold, ice cold in the middle of a road trip. Against Toronto. And, uh, in that speed. And, and that uh, that's another move that I think reeks of kind of the where the situation is at with this team and starting to really feel the pressure. But honestly, like, you could have then given him additional days to get back and just continued to go with I think a combination on that fourth line and not to say that you know not to say that Duhame, Dewar and Maroon didn't didn't do the job against Toronto because they did Mm -hmm. because they always do 
But I think we were seeing that from Duhame, Dewar, and Letary too, is that, you know, then you can have the combination that you were initially going to try in Hartman, Felino, and Maroon as your third line center. But it's like, oh, okay, he says he's ready to rock. Let, let's just thrust him right in like nothing happens. And <sighs> another, I mean, another thing that needs to be talked about before we wrap, thing, wrap things up is the guys that are on no move uh, clause, you know, in their contracts, yeah. they're just coasting. It seems like they just know that, hey, I have a no movement, so you can't do anything and you have to pay me, which is which is wild. I mean, we have a guy in Marcus Johansson who maybe the wild are regretting giving that money to instead of Gus Nyquist, who is off to a really good start in Nashville because Johansson's doing nothing. And he, in that overtime, let William Nylander get right to Flurry, and then Flurry had no chance. He, he uh, Marcus Johansson pulled a Dmitry Kulikov against the Blues in the playoffs in the Olay defense. <sighs> You can't do that against a guy like William Nylander. He smelled blood in the water and said, "Okay, Marcus, uh, thank you so much for giving me all the space in the world, <laughs> in the world, um, as a fellow Swede to to get one by Flurry." It was it was so frustrating. Yeah. Again, let's let's just let's just glide through this um, because Denny nailed it. Two of the top nine. Two of the top <laughs> nine are not currently anchored by non-movement or no-trade clauses. Kirill, but his kicks in next season. Right. Basically, the two players that don't are Jewel Eriksson-Eck and Matt Boldy. That's it. <laughs> Those are the only two in your top nine that don't have... Um, it's crazy. ...trade protection. Honestly, I, honestly I'm going to say this. I think... The only thing that is going to really get everybody in that category going is if one of them gets traded. Right. Like, that's I don't com- know. That's a complete wake up call. That I don't that know would how actually else do you it. do it. Like, I don't know how else you you jolt this group to life. Like, it's I, I don't Matt know. Boldy, Matt Boldy's been talked to, too. And multiple not, times, multiple times, which is frightening when you have. Uh, that big of a contract, what seven years, right? Uh, seven so, by seven. Yeah, that's that's frightening when someone earning that amount of money uh, per year has to have a sit down. Every every move, every move seems rushed. You could have you could have gone into this off season with. I mean, you you would have still signed Johansson probably to the two-year deal. But you could have gone into this offseason, if this season plays out the way that it looks like it's going to, with Matt Zuccarello on an expiring deal, Marcus Foligno on an expiring deal, Ryan Hartman on an expiring deal, and giving yourself an opportunity to get a little bit of a facelift to where you can go into the final year of these these lean cap seasons and say, okay, we know it's going to be tough again to compete, 
but we're going to come at it from a little bit of a different angle to see if we can just kind of rise above. And instead, what you get is you come home with the like 2000 Honda Civic thinking that you're going to get a new car or at least something newer. And your parents come home and say, yeah, we just re-upped for a uh, 72 month lease. <laughs> and you're like, right. uh, what now? What what happened? So that's where that's where a lot of the frustration comes in. And as, as you can probably tell, we we're here for it. Like, right. I, I truly do not know short of, well, everybody's going to have to be better next season. There really is no way to do anything about this. No, you can't because of those no movements. <sighs> it's it's frustrating. <sighs> No flexibility. <laughs> no, no flexibility at all. And so, the looking into the next week, everybody needs to be better, other than probably Marco Rossi, Brock Faber, and you could probably put Jewel Erickson in that category too. Everybody needs to be better. And so that's the that's the elite level analysis that we can we can throw at you here at the end of the show. Everybody needs to be better because you're playing Colorado to uh, start your resumption of play. And then you've got one of these just bizarre stretches of games again coming up in December in which you're going to play the Pacific Division six straight games. At Calgary, at Vancouver, at Edmonton, at Seattle, home against Calgary, home against Vancouver. Then you play Boston two out of the next four games. You play at Pittsburgh. You play Montreal. You play Detroit. You play Winnipeg twice to close out the year. Yeah, that's 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 brutal travel. It just uh, it, what else is there to say? I mean, you're gonna really have to uh, manage minutes uh, for sure. Again, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'd love to meet with whoever put the schedule together. I'm not mad. Right. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm not mad. Yeah, I mean, the wild definitely got the end of the stick uh, of things. Yeah, it's just yeah, frustrating. <sighs> well, I think I think that's where we'll leave it because I'm I'm kind of getting tired of of just screaming into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Did a lot of that this weekend. So yes, we'll uh, we'll leave you with that. But um, it's frustrating. We have to be better. Yes. Thank you. Just and and repeat. and the prize the prize is Colorado on Friday. Yeah. Thanks, prize thanks, is a thanks NHL for the Black Friday uh, prize. Prize is like an eight o'clock start because <laughs> it's a nationally televised seven thirty game, so it'll probably be closer to eight. Um. Yeah, that's all we got. So uh, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Locked On Wild. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, join us for plenty of content as we roll through the rest of this season into the off season as well. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.